are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody out of the bye week here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is October 26, 2020, and I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. The Dolphins did not take a single snap on Sunday in Week 7 of the NFL season, but on multiple fronts, this team walked out of Week 7 as a winner. Whether it was two of the league's three remaining undefeated teams losing, leaving just the 6-0 Pittsburgh Steelers as the last threat to the 1972 Miami Dolphins' legacy as the only undefeated Super Bowl champions, or other teams' victories around the NFL, which seem to have provided more evidence that the Dolphins and their decision to make their quarterback change throughout the course of this bye week are well-placed, Miami has to be very excited about how Week 7 turned for their franchise. The Dolphins are not a team that has gotten a lot of fortunate bounces of the ball throughout the course of the past 10 to 15 years, Uh, but Week 7 was one of those instances in which just about everything you could have possibly hoped to see transpire as a Miami Dolphins fan materialized. The New England Patriots, crushed in Week 7 by the San Francisco 49ers by 27 points. The same San Francisco 49ers team who lost to Miami by 26 points two weeks ago. The New England Patriots now 2-4. and four. Their first time sitting with this poor of a record this late in the season since Bill Belichick's first year as the head coach of the Patriots back in 2000. Pretty eye-opening to see New England stumble, Cam Newton struggle to throw the football. The only consistent and reliable factor of the New England Patriots as an offense right now is the quarterback run game. And the Patriots came out like gangbusters with it in week one, and they bludgeoned the Dolphins over the head with it. Well, the Patriots haven't won in a month. They did not win a single football game in the month of October. And two of their next three are against the 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills and the 5-1 and one Baltimore Ravens. This was the scene that many anticipated when quarterback Tom Brady decided to leave New England. And we're starting to see this become a reality in which the New England Patriots are no longer the world beaters that they have been for so long. Still a tough out, still a tough draw. But the Dolphins will get a chance to play New England once again in South Florida this season. And if the trends of both teams are any indication, the outcome of the first time around will have very little indication of how the second game is going to go. The Houston Texans also lost, giving up 35 points to the Green Bay Packers without the team's best running back, Aaron Jones, inactive in this football game. And nevertheless, Green Bay effectively did whatever they wanted to on offense. Wide receiver Devontae Adams for the Packers was unstoppable. And Green Bay cruised to a 35-20 victory. 
That loss leaves the Houston Texans at 1-6 and six on the season. And at this poor of a record at this point in time, even if things turn around for the Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins owning their first and second round draft choices in 2021, these are projecting to be top half of the draft selections. And as things are trending right now, they may even be top five or top 10 selections in both the first and second round as the final pieces of the puzzle to the Laramie Tunsil deal from last August. The Houston Texans are in a bad way as a football team. And that's music to the ears of Miami Dolphins fans everywhere who are hoping to get a maximum return for the trade of Laramie Tunsil. Well, so far so good. Perhaps the only bounce of the ball that did not go the Dolphins' way in Week 7 was two 5-2 football teams, the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns, both winning their football games. The Bills playing the previously winless New York Jets. A Jets victory would have helped the Dolphins out on multiple fronts. It could have potentially moved New York out of position to draft Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence in the 2021 NFL Draft while also simultaneously dropping the Buffalo Bills to what would have been a 4-3 and record with the Jets win, just a half game ahead of the Miami Dolphins in the standings. But Cleveland's win came at a cost and at a price. Cleveland, a magnificent 37-34 comeback victory over the Cincinnati Bengals, quarterback Baker Mayfield engineering a masterful one-minute drive to go down the length of the field after Cincinnati scored with just over a minute left in the game. But the Cleveland Browns have lost wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. for the season. This news coming through this morning, Odell Beckham injured his ACL on a play after an interception and will miss the remainder of the season. You never want to celebrate somebody getting hurt. I'm not champion or cheering that Odell Beckham Jr. was hurt playing for the Browns. But... That loss is significant for Cleveland, and it is significant for the Dolphins and the rest of the teams that are going to be chasing the Cleveland Browns in the AFC Conference standings to try to secure one of these three wildcard positions if the Dolphins are unable to catch the Buffalo Bills. The silver lining for looking up at Cleveland in the standings is that two of these wins have come against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, who are not a very talented team at this point in time. Obviously, quarterback Joe Burrow looks terrific. But there is so much more that goes into a team than just the quarterback. And that's why, as you look at the Dolphins and what they are forecasting with QB2 Atungabailoa, you can't help but get excited because you see Joe Burrow thriving, passing for 400 yards and scoring four touchdowns against Cleveland in Week 7 despite not having an offensive line in front of him, despite having a bad defense, and despite having bad coaching. You look at the Miami Dolphins and compare them to the Cincinnati Bengals, Dolphins, in my opinion, have a better offensive line, they have better coaching staff, and they have a better defense, and they play in a softer division. You look at Justin Herbert with the Chargers, who is playing lights out past for almost 350 yards in Week 7 in his first win as a starter. The team, one and four and five Justin Herbert starts, but you could make the case Herbert should have beat the Saints. Herbert could have beaten the Chiefs. And Herbert should have beaten the Buccaneers. He dropped 31 points on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Well, he finally got a win, 39 points against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he torched Jacksonville. But Miami might not have better skill players than what the Chargers have, but their offensive line is better. I think the Dolphins have a comparable coaching staff. And with some of the injuries the Chargers have incurred on the defensive side of the football, you could once again make the argument that the Dolphins have a better supporting cast and environment from organizationally top to bottom than what the Chargers do with Justin Herbert. And the Dolphins play an easier schedule than the Chargers do. So all of these things adding up, plenty of optimism as you're forecasting Tua into the next six to 10 games in his rookie season, which will be a critical stretch for the Miami Dolphins. And all of this week seven action, the bounces of the ball going their way, the Buffalo Bills beating the Jets, but not looking good doing it. The New England Patriots getting shellacked. The Las Vegas Raiders, another team that's competing for the Dolphins uh, in the the wild card race, having 45 points hung on them by the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This proves the Dolphins' point in making this change at quarterback. You won't hear this very often on this podcast, but I agree with a lot of what Rex Ryan had to say yesterday on ESPN ahead of the 1 o'clock games talking about this decision. You knew what Ryan Fitzpatrick was. Ryan Fitzpatrick did not lose this starting job based on six games in 2020. He lost it based on a 16-year sample size as a starting quarterback. There are peaks. There are valleys. The Dolphins have three games this season with 400-plus yards of offense. They have two games this season with under 300 yards of offense. And not all of those align with what the good performances were for with the bad performances with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but there's been good and bad both. So the rest of the show today, we are going to forecast the month of November. October, Miami will not play another October football game. We're going to look at the month of October for the AFC and for the wild card race, and we're going to ask ourselves where we should expect the Dolphins to be when the calendar turns to December. Because between the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots, the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Las Vegas Raiders, there's ground to be gained. And that's why the Dolphins quarterback change makes as much sense as it does. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. So this is an exercise that I carried out this morning. Did the entirety of the league, kind of based on what we know about all the teams, specifically about the Dolphins, and we tried to look and forecast forward here what the AFC East landscape is going to look like Come December. So as things currently stand, the Buffalo Bills are in first place at 5-2. The Miami Dolphins are in second place in the AFC East at 3-3. The New England Patriots in third at 2-4. And and the New York Jets are in last at 0-7. Please also bear in mind, the Dolphins a game and a half behind the Bills in the standings because the Bills haven't had their bye yet. But 
because the Dolphins lost the head-to-head, they're technically two games behind the Bills. If the Dolphins were to win the Week 17 matchup, you're simply looking to be one game better than the Bills from here on out. That's where it gets interesting. That's where this this exercise gets interesting. It also gets interesting looking at the New England Patriots at 2-4 and and knowing who they play in the month of November. So where does where do things go from here? The Indianapolis Colts, another team to watch very closely, because if you assume the loser of Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the race for the NFC North, the Cleveland Browns at five and two, assume three teams from the AFC North make the playoffs this year, you still have a playoff spot floating around. Who does that go to? Who are the contenders right now? Second place in the North is the Indianapolis Colts. Second place in the East is the Miami Dolphins. Second place in the West is the Las Vegas Raiders, who the Dolphins will play head-to-head. That Colts team is a team to watch. And this exercise isn't going to include the Colts because we're only looking at the division, but I can tell you this. The Colts play go to Detroit and play Detroit. And then the Colts have to play the Titans twice the Ravens, and they also have to play the Packers in the month of November. Packers looking very good. The Titans almost came back and beat the Steelers. Despite Pittsburgh jumping on them early, should have had the opportunity to tee off on that team. And in some possessions, they did. But that game was there for the taking for the Titans. They couldn't quite get all the way back into it. And, obviously, the Baltimore Ravens. Very good football team. Last year's number one seed. So let's... Dolphins, technically two games back in the AFC East. Technically a game and a half if you don't count the head-to-head. In Week 8, the Patriots play the Buffalo Bills. So somebody is going to collect a loss there. Either Buffalo or New England. If New England were to hypothetically win, it would drop Buffalo to 5-3. and three. New England would move to 3-4. and four. If Miami wins, they are a half a game back in the win column. If they lose, they're 3-4, and four, but they're also just tied with the Patriots, and they have another head-to-head game in New England coming up. The Dolphins at home, coming off the bye, playing in South Florida, against a Rams team from the West Coast who's playing on short rest because the Rams don't play till tonight. Dolphins have two weeks of rest. Rams have six days. Oh, and there's a quarterback change for a good coaching staff. I think Miami has the athletes to win this football game. I think the Rams should not be slept on. But you can make a very real case for the Dolphins to win this football game. The Jets play the Chiefs. It ain't happening. It's going to be a loss. I'll give you a spoiler alert. The Jets are going to lose every game in the month of November. It's not a lock, but it's pretty darn close because the Jets stink. The Jets gave the Bills everything they could handle for two quarters of football. They imploded. They gave Buffalo a bunch of points uh, on self-inflicted wounds. They're just not good coached. They're just bad talent. That's a bad mix. I have the Bills beating the Patriots the Dolphins beating the Rams, and the Jets losing to the Chiefs in Week 8. 
we will recap the final product at the end of the show. But we are right now just going to go week by week. Week 9. The good news is somebody else in the AFC East is collecting a loss because the Jets play the Patriots on Monday Night Football. God, that's a Monday Night Football game. Why do you do this, NFL? That's like Eagles... uh, Eagles-Cowboys next week is the Sunday night game, and if that doesn't get flexed, I'm going to be mad online. You've got Ravens-Steelers, two teams playing with a combined one loss in week eight, and they're going to play at one o'clock so you can keep Eagles-Cowboys, the toilet bowl, in primetime? No, get out of here. You can't flex Monday night football. Jets will play the Patriots. I think this is a bounce back. The Patriots, I have them losing to the Bills in week eight. So their first win since week three comes in week nine against the Jets on Monday Night Football. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, the rest of the AFC East is tough sledding. The Dolphins have to go to Arizona, and Arizona just beat Seattle in overtime on Sunday Night Football. Classic game. Really good game. I want to... Seattle's going to get the benefit of the doubt in that Russ can't play perfect every single game. I have Seattle going to Buffalo next week, or in in week nine, and beating the Bills in this forecast. So that will drop the Bills to six and three. The Dolphins have to go to Arizona this week, and I think you do have the horses in the secondary that can match up with Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins well enough. Uh, I do think the Dolphins do have a trenches advantage. But Kyler is such a pain in the butt. That is the ultimate X factor in this football game is Kyler and his legs, just like it was on Sunday night last night against Seattle. Russ kind of gave him the game with the turnovers. Russ was unbelievable on the touchdown throws of Tyler Lockett. But I do have Miami facing a very mobile quarterback on the road. I'm not going to see here and predict Miami, predict Miami to win Every single game over this five-game stretch. I can't. I can't possibly. Is it mathematically possible? Of course. Is it reasonable to come to conclusions of that? Yeah, I think you could make an argument to win all those games. Are they going to? I doubt it. That's such a big leap in such a short amount of time. Stay patient with me, though. You're going to like where the end result comes. So I have them going to Arizona and losing. I think Kyler, in year two, he's vibing right now. He's got DeAndre Hopkins but they've also got depth in the skill players. So that makes Miami one and one between weeks eight and weeks nine. I think as long as you split them, you're happy. So in summary, week nine, Patriots beating Jets, Dolphins losing to Cardinals, and Seahawks going to Buffalo and beating the Buffalo Bills. Wouldn't happen if Buffalo had enough built bars lying around, though. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And we are very, very fond of the Built Bars here on the Locked On Network. If you have not gotten in on this action and experienced the best protein bar these lips have ever touched, I highly recommend you check it out for yourself. These are protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got 200 calories per bar. You're talking up to 20 grams of protein, one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of a typical protein bar. They're delicious. There's up to 18 different flavors for you to choose from. 
And right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, save 20%, prosper, and get in on the action with BuiltBar. We are going to continue getting in on this action in this November forecast for the AFC East. Week 10. Buffalo Bills now have to take the exact same trip the Dolphins had the week prior that I had the Dolphins losing and make it for themselves. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona's at home. Buffalo's got to go east to west. Give me the Cardinals. Buffalo's defense is in a bad, 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 bad shape right now. Problematic. And they have not shown the ability to consistently run the football. I think with some of the Hawks that Arizona has in the secondary, Buda Baker, Pat Pete, Byron Murphy, they got some dudes. They got some dudes who can play. And I think Arizona playing at home, playing as well as they're playing right now versus some of the flaws the Buffalo Bills have shown, give me Arizona to win in Week 10 against the Bills in Phoenix. The Dolphins will be home after returning from a lost trip to Phoenix themselves to play the Los Angeles Chargers in a clash of top 10 overall quarterbacks. Justin Herbert coming to town, said earlier on in this show. Herbert is playing lights-out football right now. It's really fun to see. Uh, And I'm going to continue to compliment Justin Herbert, but I want to warn you guys that that, that's not an indictment of Tua Tagovailoa. I'm not saying that's something that should have been done. Because uh, I ultimately did have Tua Tungavaloa rated higher than Justin Herbert, but these were two very highly rated quarterback prospects for me. I would have been perfectly happy if that was the decision the Dolphins choose, chose to make, was to draft Justin Herbert. I would have been excited. And I remember we went through a lot of this in the pre-draft process, talking about and exploring all of the potential avenues for the Dolphins with Justin Herbert. He's way ahead of where anybody thought he was going to be at this point in time. But right now, he's lights out. The good news is, again, because the Dolphins have a dynamic duo of corners, I feel really confident in their ability to contest Keenan Allen, and then you try and force the other receivers to be the ones that beat you, and that's where Miami having so much athleticism in the secondary really stands out. Because the Dolphins have the advantages in the trenches, I think they've got more depth in the secondary than what the Chargers have in their receiving skill group. Austin Eckler is hurt defensively. I think you can slide protect towards Joey Bosa. And I don't think the Chargers secondary has played to the degree and skill that you would assume that they do, and they don't have Derwin James this year. So because of all that, Give me the Dolphins at home with a dub from a West Coast team coming East. Which would make the Dolphins 2-1 and one in their first three games of this five-game exercise. The Patriots, they host the Ravens. That's an L. Baltimore beat New England last year. I think Baltimore is as good as they were last year. And New England is way worse. The New York Jets are on the bye. So congrats to the Jets for not losing this week in Week 10 in this forecast. It's the only time this this month. Week 11. The Bills are now on the bye. 
The Jets have to travel to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. That's an L. The New England Patriots give us the ultimate conflict because they're playing the Texans this week. A Patriots win helps the Dolphins draft positioning with the Texans' picks. A Texans win helps keep the New England Patriots bubbled down in the standings. Could be a win-win, to be honest with you. Meanwhile, the Dolphins uh, going to Denver playing the Broncos. This game was the game that was rescheduled due to COVID conflicts with the Patriots when they were scheduled to play the Broncos. Broncos uh, got shellacked by the Chiefs last weekend. Drew Locke looked like he got hurt again. They're already missing some of the, they're, they're arguably the three most talented players in Cortland Sutton, Von Miller, and Jarrell Casey. Uh, they're not playing good football. Noah Fant's banged up. Even if Noah Fant is back, Drew Locke is not inspiring with his play. And therefore, I have the Dolphins going to Denver and beating the Broncos. Thankfully, this is not a December game. It shouldn't be too cold. I understand Denver just played in the snow yesterday, but this is a mid-November game. It's not as though they're going up into 10-degree weather and playing. I have the Patriots beating the Texans. I think Belichick will have a defensive game plan cooked up uh, and will run the ball against a run defense in Houston that is terrible and can be opportunistic with their coverage and, and take advantage of some of the aggressiveness of Deshaun Watson. So Week 11, Dolphins win, Patriots win, Jets lost, Bills on the bye. Week 12, last week of this exercise. This is the last week in November. These, date, these dates of these games, the 26th through the 30th. Dolphins play the Jets. It's a win. I'm not going to get cute. The Bills play the Chargers at home. I got a Bills win here. Yes, this is uh, not a, a layup game, but the Bills do have the advantage of playing at home in cold weather. Give me Buffalo with a win. Patriots, same thing. They got a West Coast team in Arizona coming east to play in Foxborough. The end of November. It's going to be chilly. I do think Bill Belichick will probably have something schemed up to kind of trap Kyler Murray. He's the best at defensive game planning in the league. No questions asked. Give me the Patriots with a win. So the only loss in the AFC East in Week 12 comes from the Jets who are playing the Dolphins. So where does that forecast leave us entering December, according to my math? End of November projection based off the five weeks that we just went through. The New York Jets are in last place. They're 0-11. It's not looking good to find a win. They might steal one late. Third place, the New England Patriots, 5-6. And, and a tie at 7-4 and four between the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins. I have the Dolphins going 4-1 and one in their next five. Even if they go 3-2... and two, I did this with our friends over at PlayoffPredictors.com. I did every single game for every single team from Week 8 through Week 12 across the NFL. And based on the picks that I made for all of the teams in the entirety of the NFL, not just the AFC East, even if the Dolphins sit at 7-5, and five, if they lose the next two games, if they lose to the Rams and they lose to the Cardinals, but then they take care of business and beat the Chargers, Broncos, and Jets, the following three weeks to close the month of November, and they go three and two instead of four and one, and they're six and five. 
yes, they're still a game and a half behind the Jets. Or they're, they're, yeah, game and a half behind the Bills. Because Bills will have a win, an advantage of one game in the win column, and they still have the head-to-head. But the Dolphins would still be the seven seed based on the other picks that I made for the Indianapolis Colts. Because as we said, this is a team that has to play the Titans twice, the Ravens, and the Packers in the month of November. So currently sitting at four and two. If the Colts coming out of that smelling like a rose, they deserve to make the playoffs. I don't think they will. Which means Miami will be set up very favorably to start December against the Bengals. And then this four-game stretch against Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Bills to close the season. Buckle in, guys. It's going to be a fun ride. I think this is why this change was made. You look at the meat that was being left on the bone on the offensive side of the ball. You look at the opportunity across the league, and Rex Ryan said it best, as I said at the top of the show, and I hate that I'm going to sit here and quote Rex Ryan, but he's not wrong. He is not wrong. So he's sitting on the pregame, and, and Matt Hasselbeck's trying to sit here and say this was an ownership decision and throw, throw Stephen Ross or Chris Greer onto the bus. Here's what Rex Ryan had to say. They want to be special, the Dolphins. Brian Flores is looking at it like, why not us? Why can't we win the division? Ryan Fitzpatrick, we never know what we're going to get. And anybody who says, oh, you're going to get this type of play out of Fitzpatrick over a period of time has never played against this guy. To me, they drafted a guy to be special. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not special. I don't care what the numbers say the last three weeks. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. That, plus this opportunity, plus the schedule, that's why now's the time. I'm more bought in having gone through this exercise than I ever was before about the change, and I hope you are too. Tomorrow's Power to the Pot. It's your show, your questions, your topics. You tell me what you want to talk about. Leave a review on the show. Tweet at LockedOnFins with a PH, and we will make sure we get around to as many topics as we possibly can. Kyle Crabb signing off. Thanks as always for listening to the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Hope to talk to you guys again tomorrow.